from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Welcome to Katie's Crib, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. everybody and welcome back to Katie's Crib. Today we have an awesome episode with my dear friend Danielle Brooks. You would know her as Tasty on Orange is the New Black amidst a million other things. She just welcomed her daughter Freya into the world and so it's a very interesting episode to talk all about her emergency c-section which she didn't plan, her struggles with postpartum depression which she also didn't plan, and all of the body image stuff that comes up around pregnancy, having a baby, and postpartum. She just exudes joy and hope. Ah, oh, I love her so much. Let's give it up for the one and only Danielle Brooks. You have had like a lot of changes in the past year as you had to say <laughs> goodbye to your Orange is the New Black family I six know. years. You know what that life's like. Oh my God. We're so lucky that's such a lightning in a bottle like situation to get first of all, to get an acting job, period. Right. (laughs) (laughs) To get an acting job that you love that lasts for a while is insane. And then to also, like, go through all these life changes, you know, and you had a female boss who's, like, incredible. And mine, too. I feel like Genji Cohen, who created Orange is the New Black, and Shonda Rhimes are just, like, the best of the best in terms Mm -hmm. of, like— powerful women who are also moms and who are encouraging of you making a family while on your show. Did you get pregnant and shoot at the same time? I literally got pregnant almost 
not to the day, but almost the day after we wrapped. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, I'm pregnant. Perfect. <laughs> but like, what a great setup. And like, no big deal, but you got engaged to Dennis. I got a ring on it. If I could, he should have put a ring on it. Well, he did. Oh. <laughs> I want to talk to you about a million things, but like, just about you getting engaged. You got engaged after you had the baby? Yes. I think there's a lot of society tradition mm-hmm. shit that we have to face as moms. And I think, I just think you're already fucking throwing that out with the bathwater by you were like, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Like, I got pregnant. He's the love of my life. We got mm-hmm. engaged. Like, you're just not doing anything in the order that people are no. supposed to subscribe to. Have you always been like that? I think I have, but I didn't grow up like that. My family is very rooted in uh, tradition and mm-hmm. in the church. Is your dad um, a deacon? No, no. Yeah, so, my father's a deacon. My mother's wow. a minister. Wow. So this was definitely not the order that they would have liked it to go. <laughs> sure. Um, but I think I kind of have always been the type to bend the rules and do what's best for me, um, mm-hmm. which has always been important because I don't want to live for someone else's happiness mm-hmm. if I'm not going to be happy. So um, did you find yeah. a lot of judgment like with your family or friends at all when you were like, I'm pregnant and people no. were like, what? No. And I think it's because I was 30. I think it's because I'm like at that age where people are like, are you going to have a baby? You ain't going to have a baby. You, have a baby? you need to have a baby. You know what I mean? So I think it was kind of like, oh, yay, finally versus. Right. You your know, family was just so excited about the yes. baby versus the order in which you did it. Well, that's yes. good to hear because I don't know. I'm sure other people in your situation probably would have had some. Yeah, and I'm a Southern girl. So, you know, if you're from the South and listening to this, I'm sure you get it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Do you plan being raised religiously with your parents in the church? Do you feel like that will be a big part of how you raise Freya? Or is that a conversation you have with Dennis a lot that's sort of more fluid or... Uh, that's definitely a conversation that we have with my mm-hmm. fiance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think it's important that we're on the same page religiously and luckily we are, you know, I'm sure it can work in other households where you can be fluid and, and believe what you want, but mm-hmm. it really works for us to be on the same page. So we're both Christians and, um, we plan to raise her that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also just want her to be raised you know, like her name. Her name is Freya. Yeah, tell me about that. Tell (laughs) me about that. Where does the name come from? It's beautiful. Thank you. Well, okay. So me and him are both D's and we wanted D names, but that didn't really land because we kept looking at stuff and we were like, okay, D. Well, it's hard to say D because... Do you call each other D? Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Fucking adorable. But it's like, okay, Dennis... You know, we say your name and I'll say mine at the same time. If we land on the same D name, then that's going to be it. We never landed on the same name. And so he was like, well, let's open up the pool to different letters. I was like, okay. So I had told him this story about a young guy I met named Chosen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I like that. It, it just had presence to his name, the way he said it. And so I was like, I want something powerful. And um, he was like, what about free? And I was like, ooh, that just... Ooh, it's so good. Yeah, I have goosebumps. It just I have resonated goosebumps. so well with me. So he started looking up different ways free could be, you know, said or, you know, a name for it. 
and he saw Freya. And it's actually this Nordic goddess who's like the goddess of love and beauty and war and all that kind of good stuff. Come on. Yeah. So we were like, done. We were like, this is it. (laughs) And did you have a easy pregnancy? Was it hard? Was it uh, like everything you thought and more? Did you feel okay? I did feel good. I mean, I had morning sickness the first, uh, you know, trimester. Uh And then um, things got easier. You know, you do start feeling like you're getting your strength back and stuff. Like you can do more. But um, there always kind of was this like tiredness that like lingered over me. But I just kind of leaned into it. And I was like, I'm not going to do nothing. (laughs) Um, Good for you. I know, but now I'm feeling it. It's kind of a double-edged sword. Because at first, I really enjoyed the pregnancy. Like, I ate what I wanted to. Oh, my Lord. I was like, I can't tie my shoe. Can you do that? Then my pregnancy did not go as planned, which is fine. My plan was to go with whatever God's plan was. Sure. And be okay with that. So I wanted to go natural, Uh Um, you know, no epidural, no nothing, um, and just see where it takes me. And I had people say, why would you do that? That's crazy. Like, if you don't have to deal with the pain, why deal with the pain? I was like, I want to experience all that motherhood is. Like, that's my thing. I want to mm-hmm. be that Amazonian woman that's like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, you, you wanted know? to get into the fucking primal, like, gangsta right? mode yeah, of the whole thing. Sure, like, sure, sure. I got this. Yeah. Like, the Lord was like, nope. So one that ended up happening. Girl, I ended up having to have an emergency C-section because Freya had meconium in her system, which oh, meconium is basically yeah. when a baby poops inside their amniotic sac. Mm-hmm. So she was in distress And therefore, we both could be in distress and we just had to make it happen. It's interesting. I'm so glad to be talking to you because we've we've done an episode on C-sections in the first season. But I actually can't remember if we've really gone into detail on an emergency C-section, which Mm. sounds (laughs) in my head. It's like on Grey's Anatomy or some shit where like all of a sudden things are beeping and like people are running into the fucking room and all of a sudden a sort of peaceful labor vibe goes into like DEFCON 4 and it's really fucking scary and you don't know what's happening. And that's when you know that doctors are like such miracle workers. I once asked my OB, I was like, how fast can you get a baby out if there's trouble? She's like, oh, I can get a baby out in like 20 seconds or a minute and 20 seconds. I'm probably, this is now (laughs) through telephone and in my dramatic (laughs) actress brain. But I think she said within like a minute and 20 seconds, she could have you cut open the baby out and like everyone okay. Um, Was it, it was exactly that horrifying, scary? It was. It was an episode of ER for sure. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. It started out really smooth. And she was like, oh, you haven't dilated but two centimeters. I'm like, I've been like in labor for like nine hours. What you talking about? And she was like, yeah, you haven't dilated. Just go get something to eat or come back, go home, whatever. And like two minutes later, she looks at a monitor and the doctor doesn't really say much. She just starts calling other nurses and doctors in and they throw a um, oxygen mask on my face. They start throwing an IV in my arm. And now I'm not joking. It was almost about 10 people in a room, a very tiny room now watching mm-hmm. a monitor and telling me to stay calm when you just threw an oxygen mask and an IV in my arm. And you're telling me that my child isn't like her heart and distress working like like they they literally called it flatlining oh it's my called god flatlining when the heart rate goes like there's no activity happening right so when you hear that you so i immediately started just praying and, and singing the gospel song and and i know it was you like really did? oh That's girl incredible. i can't i was taking out the oxygen mask it was like put it back on i was singing precious lord take my hand <laughs> where was dennis is dennis where dennis is dennis is fucking losing his mind like and is no, he scared he stayed very calm for me my doula was there who also uh, worked in um pediatric for children who are in distress. So she knew what to do. She was kind of a little more equipped than 
some of the other nurses. So um, having someone to advocate for me there was important too. But yeah, I just was like, I got to stay calm for her. I've heard when I have heard like friends who've had emergency C-sections, a lot of them have said they were just afraid, like they felt very uninformed in the moment because I don't know if you would even understand the medical terms anyway. And so everything is just sort of happening around you. Yeah, everything's happening around you. And I just ended up telling the doctor when things calmed down because they ended up getting the heart rate back up Uh and she was like we're just going to monitor you for a little bit before we go into the c-section and I said okay and I told her I said please let me know step by step what is going to happen because what happened in there was unnecessary y'all just talk to me communicate with me what's going on and I will stay calm like for some women maybe that's not the case you hear too much information you freak out but for me I was like I'm about to go into a C-section that I had no intention of having right, right. now. So, Which is a major fucking surgery. And you're just oh, like, oh, I right, just found out. Like eight, nine layers in your body. Like, <sighs> I don't have abs right now, okay? <laughs> I'm oh, yeah. working on my abs. Um, now, <laughs> tell me when they finally, so they get the heart rate back up to stable. And then they say, does they the say, doctor sort of drop the bomb like, we're going to do a C-section. Well, see, I'm going to tell you the T. I don't, I don't Oh, I can't care. wait. I think it's important to know the T. So the the thing was, I didn't have the doctor that I was supposed to have. Because, you know, if you don't know and you want to be a mom, most likely you might not get the doctor that you think. Because right. it's just how it works, right? Right. So I didn't have the doctor. But thank God I didn't. And I love her. But the reason I'm going to say I thank God I didn't is because... When prior before getting pregnant, my doctor kept hinting to me that I might have preeclampsia. She kept saying preeclampsia is preeclampsia that blah 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 blah, and I kept saying I don't have it though. There's no signs of it. I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have anything that's preeclampsia is a. It's basically when you have high blood pressure that can mm-hmm. be dangerous to the mommy and the baby. Yes, right. And it's it's, it's, it's very scary. Like you you don't want it. Like you don't want it. But people ha- like there are a lot of it. cases. And of you it. could be three hundred pounds. You could be perfect. Oh yeah, it doesn't matter. It don't sure. matter. You could be so healthy. You could be not healthy. Mm-hmm. But it kept ringing in my ear. She kept saying that I might need to get um what's it called induced yeah. i didn't want to get induced right? right right and then like she just kept kind of like saying the good reasons why it's okay to get a c-section and all this stuff and i was like i don't want it i don't want it <laughs> wow right? so all the doctor's appointments leading up she some some of these phrases and catchphrases and words had been floating around they them. were floating around sure, sure. but if I would have had that doctor, I probably would not have gotten that C-section because I would have felt like, oh, this whole time she's been putting that on me. And now she want me to do this and saying it's an emergency. I ain't doing it. And thank God, you know, this this new doctor said, look, I want to honor what you want to do. You want to do this naturally. I want to help you do that. But right now, it's not looking like that's the best thing for you. So I'm going to let you hold off for an hour. Mm-hmm. I think we can do that. Mm-hmm. And after that, girlfriend, we need to come up with plan B. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. And I'm so glad it worked out that way because I just don't know if I would have followed through with that C-section and how that would have went down. Oh, and how great. So you had this like hour where you kind of got less you came around to mm-hmm. the idea and like felt 
more like you were in control in the know. Yeah. And I talked to my doula about it, you know, and I love her. My doula was really trying to stay. What did she say? She kept being like, oh, see, I think I'm seeing some more uh, activity on the monitor. There wasn't nothing happening on that day. (laughs) (laughs) Now, tell me about the C-section. Was it, could you feel anything you had already had an epidural in or? So they, they did the spinal tap. Um, but, but again, I told the doctor, I said, ma'am, tell me every step. And she coached me like the best, like, what's the best football team? That, uh, what's oh the, my God. I, you are asking the, uh, the wrong fucking person. Tom, I don't know Tim, Tom Brady. I don't know. Oh that, yeah. That, one of those. So football. you're getting fucking coached through like you're a goddamn coach quarterback. Like, it's like the Patriots in this, right? <laughs> we like the Patriots, right? And she <laughs> taught me through every step and they did the spinal tap and I couldn't even feel it going my back. And, um, you know, but then all of a sudden you can't feel nothing. Like everything is. Like you just feel like a 16-wheel truck is laying on you because everything's so heavy. Yeah. You can't feel anything. I had that feeling, too. I had, had it. This, but yeah. I had it. Yeah, I had an epidural, like, my bottom half where just right. I remember my legs were like bricks. Right. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. you can't lift them. They feel like a billion pounds. Yeah, like, yeah. And um, then, I, you know, I put on my playlist and the nurse held my hand. I told her, I'm just going to keep my eyes on you until Dennis gets in the room. Because I felt like I was going to pass out, yeah. you know, because I've never had any major surgery. And then the important thing to remember is the aftercare. I think we forget to take care of ourselves after because I literally bounced up like, I got this because you're so drugged up. And you're like, I can move that second day, girlfriend. <laughs> were you so sore and just like yes. and they're making you walk around the hospital and Katie, you can't even sit I up you can't get like, on the toilet it's a disaster no you're like what is happening what is happening oh my gosh it was crazy did they let you hold the baby what's the deal like how yeah what? they better give me my baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And how was your heal? So does it take like six weeks? How long until you? I mean, you uh, well, said you're still struggling. Oh yeah, the ab thing is <laughs> fucked for a while. So I was on a commission having an um, emergency C section for eight weeks. So that's two months of not really doing much, and it was hard to be honest. I gained sixty pounds uh-huh. being pregnant, and um, it's been a challenge because I had kind of branded myself and came into this world as like Miss Body Positivity and like You were on the cover of Shape, right? I was on the cover of Come Shape. Come on, amazing. I, was, I mean I literally had a sixteen, seventeen foot billboard in Times Square in two thousand seventeen and me in underwear. I like. remember <laughs> this so well and I loved it. Like I was like Yes. Because I maybe I was doing Waitress on Broadway then, so I think I was maybe walking through Times Square. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just remember seeing your fucking hot bod in, in brawn p- panties. I mean, I was like, this is, <laughs> like, this is the best shit ever. Tell me about how your body awareness and your body confidence has changed or shifted or... Every day it can feel different. You know, at first, because your stomach doesn't go down right away, for me, I was in this, like, glorious stage of, wow, I just had a baby. This is kind of cool. You know, like, look what my body did. It's changed because of this miracle, magical moment that I've had. And then after a while, when that 
big belly goes down and it ain't really going down as much as you want it to go down. God, no. <laughs> I was, I didn't get down to add anything until two years after wow, I had my child. No oh, way. it took me two fucking years. And I think anyone else is complete fucking bullshit. Like, mm. when you hear, like, how Hollywood gets their body back, give me a fucking Girl, break. On, I'm Katie, sorry. About it. First but of all, that's why it's, it's so important what you're doing. This podcast is so important because you we do not get saturated with that. We don't hear it takes two years. We don't hear, I you know, gain 60 pounds and I'm still working. You don't hear that. And I had absolutely no ambition to work out or move my body for at least a year or a year and a half. And then it really? wasn't until I quit breastfeeding. I didn't feel like myself until my son was a year and a half. And I didn't get some sort of resemblance of what my body once was until two years after. That's my story. Um, That's insane. I mean, wait, wait, I think she's waking up. <gasps> Hi, Freya. Guys, we're very lucky on this episode of Katie's Crib that the beautiful one and only Freya has <laughs> graced us with her presence. Yes. Oh my gosh, she's smiling and I my heart just stopped. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now.
Are you breastfeeding? Did you breastfeed? How was that journey? I'm breastfeeding. Um, and I don't get that much, to be honest. That's I wish I was one of these women out here is like, ah, pump, such and such milliliters. I get I so angry at women who like, just Insta story their refrigerators and freezers that are chock full. I'm like, oh dude, are, can you not be sensitive? Like, that's not Seriously. every woman is a milkmaid. Like, no, it's and my hard. Mom, yesterday, she looked at me bumping. She said, "That's all you got." I was like, "Look, mama." <laughs> yeah, and you can't say shit like that because we're. No. It's like you're in the hormonal spot where. If you get an ounce, you're like, I made that. Like, that's that's it. And that's that's I enough know. right now. Like, just it's a miracle that any of it's happening at all. Did you um, always want to breastfeed? Was it something you really fought yes, for? That, that was the first thing I asked the nurse. I was like, can I breastfeed her now? And to be honest, Katie, that was the one class out of all the classes I did not take. And I should have. And I put that girl on my breast, and the first time was like, oh, cool. But we struggled to latch her uh-huh. because she had such a hard bite. Oof. All these nurses would come by and like put their finger in her mouth to feel how hard she was biting and how she was latching. And they were like, this is not normal, how hard she was biting. I hurt so bad, I felt it like a vein in my back. Like, it was like, like sharp pains in my back and I had to stop at one point which I think stopped how much milk I was producing mm-hmm. because my nipple fell off oh yeah my nipple fell off too I lost a nipple and I'll tell you this stuff I don't think we are given an education at all in terms of breastfeeding no. I feel like everyone it should be included in insurance that a lactation <laughs> specialist comes to your house like mm-hmm. three visits or whatever because you Even if you had taken that class, I have news for you. Every kid and mouth latch is different. It's such a personal thing of how it works for you. I had the worst time breastfeeding, and I, I had postpartum depression, and yeah, I felt like too. such a failure because breastfeeding was so hard for me. Mm. So you had postpartum depression, too? Yeah, I have. Um, you know, it's crazy because I've always been this positive, and I'm still that. It's very important what you speak over your life. And so I kept saying, I don't have it. I'm good. I'm happy. And then I had to just admit to myself, no, you have this girl. You are going through it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just to necessarily like crying out all the time or things like that. It just was my like mood. I just feel so down sometimes, you know, and one minute it could just be you're so exhausted and trying to like keep up with the house, find a babysitter, you know, cook dinner for your partner, you know, make dinner for yourself, walk to stay in shape. The weather ain't helping you with nothing. It's raining, so I'm crying inside, too, just every day. Just <laughs> I'm so sorry. And, um, but then I did counseling therapy, and that has been so helpful. And my therapist said something that was so valuable to me. She said, what's happening is you are mourning your old self. You are never going to be that person again. That girl that was on that billboard that was Miss Thang, sexy, hot. Not that you will never be sexy the way you want to be again, but you'll never be that girl again. No. And, and it's okay. And the person you are becoming and the person that you are has so much more value and is such a rock star. So embrace her right now. And then you'll be able to layer those things that you miss about the old person back into your life 
But you ain't never going to be that 28-year-old girl. You're not. Nope. And that's okay. Yes. Like, Your body will be different, but it'll be fucking awesome. Like, there are things I used to hate about my figure that I don't even think about anymore. And then there are mm. new things about, like, it's just different. But I think the thing that messed me up, Katie, is that you hear all these stories about, oh, I breastfed and I lost so much weight. Oh, my God. And it's like, I breastfed and I gained so oh, pounds. So did I. <laughs> so did I. Mo- uh, okay, I have a few of these asshole, lovely friends who I love with all my heart who are thinner than they've ever been for having a baby. That yeah. is not most women, okay? Mm. That is a handful. That was not my story. I had never had bigger boobs like that. Like, I just had never... Me either. I said to my partner, I said, what is this? He was like, isn't that a good thing? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> no, and also, like, it took me years before I could, like, think of my boobs as, like, a sexual thing. Right. Again, like, I'm like, oh, God, like, don't even go near them. Like, a mess. Right. Like, absolutely not. Until they were my own again. I think it was, like, a year after I had stopped breastfeeding. Oh, my gosh. You guys, I'm sorry. Freya just gave me face again, and I'm just <laughs> lost. She is so incredibly cute. Um, did you end up having to go on stuff for postpartum depression, or was it just therapy? No, I've chosen not to. Because I don't think it's that necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but the therapy I'm very consistent with, I do about once a week. Great. Um, and that really is just helping me a lot. How are you feeling about everything now? Oh, girl. I mean, I've really tried to take this time, you know, being that you're kind of hidden away yep. to get me back in shape, you know, mm-hmm. work out, work out every day, and eat right. But I feel like, this is going to be over and I'm still not going to be happy, like physically. And I have to just embrace that, I guess. that, Like you said, it's going to take time. It does. And then I just had a whole human being, which is a privilege. Because there's so many women that struggle to do that mm-hmm. daily. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, you mm-hmm. know. And to be what I'm sure you've heard a hundred times. Um, but it's to be kind to myself. And um, that is a daily practice. Are there things that you do that are like saving you right now? For me, it was like if I could just take a fucking shower, that was like such a win. Girl, girl, taking a shower. um, Really, that's been a big one. Brushing my teeth. Huge. It's a huge win. That's huge. It's huge. I'm telling you, there. That's that's like it. The all of a sudden, life gets very, very simple when you have a baby and you're dealing with postpartum depression. You're dealing with hormones. You're dealing with body image stuff. You're dealing with breastfeeding. The simple things of like eat a meal, brush your teeth, take a shower is like they're just like huge. Freya just burped. Yay! Nice, Freya. Get that gas out. That's what you want. Um. Are you a meditator or like a yoga person? I wasn't. I like always try to be, but no. I wish when you've been pregnant, girl, I couldn't tie my shoe. Mm -hmm. I couldn't bend over. I could barely get in the car. I mean, and I loved every minute of it. But now I'm like, I need my flexibility back. So I've been stretching, but not yoga is not really my thing. It's too slow for me. It's too like, I like Pilates though. Pilates was fun. Love Pilates. Um, when I did that. But um, no, I just get outside 
walk two miles a day, three if I'm feeling it. With Freya or by yourself? With Freya. Mm -hmm. And again, like my therapist, she's wonderful. She told me when I go on my walks to affirm my daughter. So that's what I've been doing. I put on some good music and on my walks, I just look at her and I say, you great, baby girl. You smart, honey. You fine, girl. You're going to be so kind to people. Like just tell her, you know, what I want to put into who she is. Um, So that's been good to like get to spend time with her. Did you feel connected to her right away when you were dealing with your postpartum depression? I did. I definitely did. I felt from the minute she came out. But I mean, there are moments that I just want to take a break, take a break. is how we going to call it. (laughs) Yeah, I finally admitted to Adam the other day. I said to Adam, you know, I'm so lucky that I have this job where like you on Orange is the New Black, like I'm in the ensemble. So there are weeks where I work really, really hard and there are weeks where I don't. And it's sort Mm -hmm. of the best thing because Mm -hmm. there are days where I'm so full on mom and there are days where I have to leave before he's up and I come home from shooting. Yes. When, when he's already asleep. And I told him, I say, I fucking miss that. I really miss working. And I really miss like not seeing him for one or two days a week because it just really makes me miss him. Now, look, my kid's a toddler right now. So shit is so real, but um, in a different way than what you're dealing with being a stay at home mom, this is the longest I've experienced it. And it's, um, I like such such respect and like props to every women, woman work. that either makes this choice because they want to or they have to, either one. But how did you do Broadway and parenting at the same time? Oh my God. Your was... husband was doing it with you. So y'all, <laughs> you can't pass the torch. Yes, we did. My husband and I did Waitress together for you guys listening. I think a lot of you know, but if you didn't, we did Broadway together and I had a seven month old. And I was still. Um, really, really struggling with um, identity stuff. And I was still very much overweight from how I feel good about myself. Um, And I was really worried on being on stage because I um, still hadn't really gotten control of my bladder yet. And I was like fucking horrified Mm. that someone was going to throw me around the stage and I was just going to like pee everywhere. (laughs) My first two weeks of my Broadway debut, I was literally in Depends. Like I was like an 85 year old. I was. I was in Depends because I was just fucking scared. (laughs) I was so scared I was going to pee. It's come back around. Thank God. Okay. Um, But You know, it was awful. Like, I, every single night, I um, handed my kid off to our nanny, and Mm -hmm. I only put him to bed one night a week. And it was really, really Mm. um, a struggle, because I felt, for the first time, like, I really, really wanted to be in two places at once, and that Mm. that was not possible. Do you feel like your child felt it? No. (laughs) Good. Okay. I say this only because I was a nanny for, like, 10 years, but... It's definitely hard. And we say it on this podcast all the time. Like, I I don't really believe you can have it all. Like, I think any day where you're succeeding as a mom is a day where you're not succeeding at work. And the day where you're on set to late at night is the day you're not putting your kid to sleep. And that's just like you sort of hope at the end of the year that it sort of equals out. Mm -hmm. I just think like if you are finding caregivers or if it's your parents or your partner or an auntie or whatever the fuck it is and that person loves on your kid, the more people that love your kid, the the better. That's good advice. And Um, when are you and Dennis, like how are you guys doing are you even talking about wedding talk or are you like, we need to get through this situation? Oh, like, 
I mean, we were talking about wedding talk until this happened, um, you know, when we were all at home. So, you know, I've had girlfriends have to cancel their weddings, I know. postpone their weddings. So luckily for us, we were, we're never in a rush. Uh-huh. And so um, we've actually been doing marital counseling to make sure that we just set the foundation and that's good to go. Because I know this is my husband, don't get me wrong. And I know I'm his wife, but I think it's important to lay down the foundation so that when we're in this relationship and things get hard, we'll have the tools to communicate well with each other, especially throwing a child into the mix. Yeah. So that's what we've been doing. I'm just just so impressed by you and your like ability to, go for outside help. I think we've found a lot on this podcast that's so hard for women to do to make it seem like they've Mm. got everything together or that's the thing we're supposed to be fed. And if you look like you might not or you ask for someone for help, you might feel shamed about it. But Mm. I'm just so impressed by you that you got therapy when you need it. I'm a Mm. huge, I've been in therapy for 10 years and that you and your husband have like an outside person to talk Mm. through all the stress of a kid. Mm -hmm. Because it does. I mean, it takes a toll. Mm-hmm. Especially like with what we do, you know, in this industry, it really is not set up to for us to win uh-huh. as couples. I think they're so looking for that story of like, see, oh, another divorce, or I know. you know, I know, such and such, such and such stepped out of their marriage or something. I know. I, I don't want that. It's not worth it to me, yeah. you know, to be a part of Hollywood. I don't want none of that. I want my family to be tight. Great, great move. I just think you're amazing. I think you're inspiring as all hell. Um, Any last bits of advice to women who are maybe pregnant or they just had a baby? Oh, man. I just say be kind to yourself and go with the flow. And that's in every stage, whether you're trying to come up with your birth plan you really got to go with the flow, you know, or if you're trying to have a baby, go with the flow. Once you had a baby, go with the flow. When you gain any weight, go with the flow. Like, yeah. you don't get too caught up in what you think things are supposed to look like because what they will be is exactly what is supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And so just enjoy the journey um, and be patient, patience, patience, patience. That's all you can ask You are for. doing an amazing job, Danielle. You are. Thank She's you, sitting Kay. here talking to me, giving motherly advice as she rocks her beautiful baby on her chest <laughs> with your headphones in. You're doing it. You really Thank are. You. And and it's really insane circumstances that you are doing this in with quarantine and coronavirus, and it's yeah. scary. Thank you for taking time out of your day. I'm so happy to see your face, and I'm so happy yeah, to meet Freya. Yeah, to see you, too. She tell me. Okay. Thank you, Danielle Brooks. Much love. Bye, girl. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to Katie's Crib. I just love that episode, and I will always remember the image of Danielle singing gospel music in the room when she found out she had to have an emergency C-section. I love her so much. I hope you got a ton out of the episode. Remember to subscribe and follow Katie's Crib on all the socials. You guys are awesome. Katie's Crib is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 